my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. Thanks for joining me for more practical ideas on how to be happier. Today's tip, do something unexpected for someone. The thoughtfulness you show them may make you feel better all day. I was driving on a very busy street the other day, and I pulled up at a red light. As I was waiting for it to change, somebody suddenly knocked on my window. I looked up startled, and a young woman was standing there. Through the still-shut window, she yelled out to me, Your gas cap is open. I just wanted you to know. She turned and rushed back to her own car, which was just behind mine. The light changed, and as soon as I could, I pulled over to the side of the road to close that gas cap. I had filled my car earlier in the drive, and I guess I had forgotten to put the cap back on. So it was dangling and banging against the side of the car. I spent a moment being irritated at myself for being so careless. And then I spent a long time thinking about how nice and thoughtful that woman had been. She had no reason to rush out of her car on a very cold day at a stoplight, other than to help someone she didn't know. I wish I knew who she was so I could properly thank her. But I suspect she has the satisfaction of already knowing that she did something really nice for someone. A person whose instinct is to always do the right thing probably has the reserves of kindness and gratitude that make her happy every day. Psychologists and philosophers have written many books looking at what makes people thoughtful to others and where the instinct comes from. The Roman philosopher and emperor Marcus Aurelius 
called kindness our greatest delight, and other philosophers through the centuries have agreed with him. For much of history, people perceived themselves and each other as being naturally good, but then the theories started to change. In his book On Kindness, the wonderful psychoanalyst Adam Phillips, writing with historian Barbara Taylor, says that it's only in a more modern time that we consider being kind and generous to be surprising, and that we assume that other people will be self-centered and care about their own interests, not others. But Phillips and Taylor believe that when we give up on kindness, we're sacrificing the best things about ourselves. They say kindness is fundamental to our sense of happiness. Being thoughtful to someone else means that you put yourself in their shoes, and other people's shoes can be uncomfortable. The woman who dashed through the cold to my car had her gas cap on just fine. She was thinking only about my interests, not her own. But thoughtfulness to others, like gratitude, opens you to many other advantages. Kind people are often referred to as open-hearted, and when you open your heart, you're less lonely. You let others in and feel less alienated from those around you. The downside is that opening your heart also makes you more vulnerable. You feel what other people feel. It often seems like we're living in an age right now where people close down thoughtfulness and avoid any level of empathy. And that's too bad. Self-centeredness isn't a sign of power. It's sad and really weak. The thoughtful person who recognizes someone else's feelings and gives credence to them is really much more powerful and courageous. Thoughtfulness is not a skill just for experts. It's something we can all cultivate, but a lot of us see it as risky because it involves us with strangers. It makes us care about other people and not just ourselves. Phillips and Taylor think we all have an innate kindness that we sometimes battle against, and when we do that, we lose something essential. I can imagine, for example, the lovely woman in the car looking at my open gas cap and having the instinct to jump out and then thinking, what do I get out of telling her about it? I can stay warm and cozy where I am, and the red light is about to change anyway. But when you take the time to be thoughtful as she did, you connect with one of the greatest sources of human happiness. Phillips and Taylor describe kindness as a forbidden pleasure. The writer Jack Kerouac was well known for being a rebel, a heavy drinker, and the author of the still famous book On the Road. And perhaps these days it takes a real maverick to say what he once did. Practice kindness all day to everybody and you will realize that you are already in heaven now. So today, find a way to be thoughtful, to open your heart, to make yourself vulnerable to someone to be slightly uncomfortable in someone else's shoes. Do something unexpected and thoughtful. Kindness, like gratitude, seems like something you do for someone else, but it's really a profound way of making yourself happier. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back with more ideas this New Year's week on how to add gratitude to your life and make every day a little brighter. Thanks and have a great day. The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 